Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This feels like quite a Reagan moment, potentially, for the UK. A sense of optimism. Liz is very focused on policy purposes and getting those up and running as soon as possible. What I'm about is about reducing taxes, getting our economy growing, getting investment, getting new jobs for people right across the country. This is Bloomberg UK Politics, your daily guide to the corridors of power. I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Well, today, the big reveal from Liz Truss as the Prime Minister lays out her plan to cap energy prices. We're going to break down the details with our energy reporter, Will Mathis. The Prime Minister is still on her feet in Parliament, giving the details. Also for you today, we're going to have Kelly Beaver from Ipsos telling us about public perceptions of Liz Truss and we'll be analysing the EU's plans to tackle the energy crisis on the continent as well. So the new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, has unveiled a major energy package, meaning that the typical price of household bills in the UK is going to be kept at around £2,500 per year for the next couple of years. This is how she laid out some of the plans in Parliament. Earlier this week, I promised I would deal with the soaring energy prices faced by families and businesses across the UK. And today I am delivering on that promise. This government is moving immediately to introduce a new energy price guarantee that will give people certainty on energy bills. It will curb inflation and boost growth. This guarantee which includes a temporary suspension of green levies, means that from the 1st of October, a typical household will pay no more than £2,500 per year for each of the next two years while we get the energy market back on track. This will save a typical household £1,000 a year. It comes in addition to the £400 energy bill support scheme. This guarantee supersedes the off-gem price gap and has been agreed with energy retailers. So the Prime Minister Liz Truss there speaking. So there will also be, she revealed, a six-month plan for containing bills for businesses. The Prime Minister said that it would be the Chancellor who would set out the cost of the package in a fiscal statement this month. And she again rejected the idea of a further windfall tax. Truss says the plan will curb inflation by up to five percentage points and boost economic growth. And that support will also be extended to charities and to the public sector. But she asked companies Companies too to work on energy efficiency. Well, the new government uh, has not confirmed how it plans to pay for this economic package. There's been widespread speculation that Britain would have to sell more bonds in order to fund this. Concerns within the gilt markets on that. But actually, the pound paired some losses this morning, uh, just after the beginning of the Prime Minister's speech. Uh, In fact, she's still having uh, the speech with a number of interruptions in Parliament and questions for clarification. Uh, And so perhaps we should have a listen in to what's happening in Parliament now. 
Prices was something that just affected the poorest, as if working families on average wages could easily shoulder astronomical bills. They dismissed our call for support as handouts. But those objections could never last. The Prime Minister had no choice. No government can stand by while millions of families fall into poverty, whilst businesses shut their doors and the economy falls to ruin. So I am pleased there is action today and that the principle, and that the principle of a price limit has been accepted. But under our plan, not a penny more on bills. Under this plan, a price rise. But this support... I'll just make some progress and then I will. But this support does not come cheap. And the real question before the House today, the real question the government faces, the political question, is who is going to pay? The Treasury estimates that energy producers could make £170 billion in unexpected windfall profits over the next two years. I repeat that, £170 billion in unexpected windfall profits over the next two years. I will give way in just a moment. The head of BP has called this crisis a cash machine for his company. Okay, that is the Labour leader, Keir Starmer, giving his response to the energy plan as it has been outlined by the Prime Minister, Liz Truss, that debate ongoing in Parliament as we are speaking now. Let's bring in, though, our energy reporter, Will Mathis, who's been monitoring these developments as well. Um, Will, what is, first of all, in the package for consumers? Well, the big thing is that this basically um, undoes the... uh, off-gem price cap power price you know bill level that we were expecting to see and that uh you know was on the front pages across the country earlier this year there are still going to be really high power prices but Mm -hmm. this is going to ease the burden it's also expanding the support it's expanding to businesses it's expanding to homes that weren't already on the um weren't affected by the price cap as not everyone was and so it's going to you know ease the pain in the short term for consumers this winter okay so it eases the pain that is obviously hugely important but we still don't exactly understand the cost or how that cost is going to be met by government what are what are the clues well well the the clear thing is that we don't understand the magnitude of the cost because it's just impossible to know. The government is basically going to subsidize the price of gas. You know, someone has to pay for that gas and it's not going to the consumers. And then that leaves the government to pick up the check. And we don't know how high they can go. We don't know how long they will be that high. So Because it's, just- it's still a per unit um, assistance, is that right? So it still depends on the fluctuating cost of gas. And it's not a hard cap on £2,500 per year. It's just that that would be the average bill, right? Right, that's right. And, and you know, the higher the costs to suppliers go, the more the government has to pay. So the the, the cost that's paid by, by you and me, you know, I'm covered, I'm going to be covered by this, and most people are, so our costs are covered. But the actual value of the underlying energy could be just going up and up and up. You know, the gas supplies from Russia are uh, declining. The most important pipeline to Europe, which is a key source um, 
of, of gas to Europe is, is, was shut off just recently. So, you know, this is a scarce resource. If we have a really cold winter, there's going to be huge demand and the price c- could just, you know, keep going up. What about businesses and all of this as well? Of course, they haven't been covered by the price cap up until now. So we are getting the for the first time assistance for businesses to, as well. Yeah, th- this is really huge. Um, it hasn't, I think, filtered through as much to the public because most people don't run businesses. But people who do, especially small businesses, uh, you know, have been talking about shutting down. And, you know, if the price of energy was going to go up hundreds of percent, they didn't really see how they could, you know, start charging 20 pounds for a, a pint in order to, to keep up with that. And this is going to be, you know, mm. a real lifeline and will you know, could could prevent some businesses from going under this winter. Okay. Um, the other big line is about further liquidity for energy traders. So this, obviously, your your specialism, this is going to have a very important impact, perhaps on on trading on 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 the market. Yeah, this this is a huge issue. Um, it has become incredibly expensive to trade energy because. The companies that do have to post margin, they have to put up money to to keep their trades on. And so it just becomes more difficult for them to do that. So this kind of liquidity um, is uh, a, a lifeline for anyone who is uh, trading energy, and that will help the, the markets function a bit, a bit better. Will one of the other parts of this announcement is coming as well as the, the lifting of the ban on fracking. Um, is that going to provide any useful source of power in the UK? The banning on fracking is uh, really interesting. Fracking has been talked about for a decade in the UK, and it hasn't really gone anywhere. One of the there there are two primary reasons why. One is local opposition, and while this you know moratorium has been lifted, they did say you know that developers will have to get local planning consent with the approval of local communities and if recent history is any guide those local communities are going to say absolutely not and you know recent government polling has shown that just 17 percent of people in the uk support fracking so it's quite a small number uh even if there were let's say everyone in the uk loved fracking you have the problem that the 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 ground in the uk is not really that amenable to fracking we have a really clay kind of soil which is very different from what there is in the us where fracking has been huge they have a much more solid uh ground underneath and that means that wells there can be drilled and are stable whereas here yeah. with clay once you drill you know it might just move it might get messed up and you won't be able to use that well for very long and either way this isn't a short-term solution so it's it has a lot of challenges and um, it also probably can't move very fast yeah nonetheless the prime minister liz Truss also talking about wanting to make the uk a net energy exporter by 2040 uh well thank you so much for being with us really great to get your expert reaction as we've been listening to liz Truss's major energy plan that is our bloomberg energy and renewables reporter will mathis so what we learned is is that the government is going to intervene to cap the price of energy at a unit price that will keep the average household bill at two and a half thousand pounds that is a major intervention in the market it's going to last for two years um, which is going to cost the government an awful lot of money what we haven't learned though is where exactly that money will come from no that we expect from the chancellor this month according to the prime minister we also heard the labor leaders uh, retort uh, that this was simply not good enough uh, that uh, it would be taxpayers that would have to be funding all of this 
Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Today, we're looking at Liz Truss's announcement on energy prices. Yeah, we're still watching the Commons, of course, absolutely packed for that announcement uh, from Liz Truss, the new Prime Minister on energy bills, on keeping them lower, keeping them capped at around £2,500 um, for a typical household. And Keir Starmer's response, the opposition Labour leader, he's there in his uh, navy blue tie and uh, jacket. I think this is. I feel very attacked, Caroline, just because I'm now wearing neither a tie nor a jacket at this moment uh, in time. Look, this is one of the things that we're hearing about Liz Truss's style that she's yes. imposing on number 10. She wants people to smarten up and she wants ties back uh, in the office, uh, perhaps imposing her, her, I suppose, vision 
of how she wants her office to be run. Yeah, I mean, how important is that in terms of, you know, we're talking about a change of policy, change of style, change of tone. Uh, yeah, and so we thought we'd point this out. A lot of the newspapers have featured this. Number 10, ties are back. And apparently this was one of the things that she said when she came into to Downing Street, that this would end the era of parties, of scandals, mm-hmm. of, um, you know, perhaps of late night drinking, etc. It's going to be a very different style, number 10. Yeah, well, and it's also that idea of, you know, if, if you're trying to impose a, a different atmosphere, perhaps, dare I say it, a more professional atmosphere amongst the, you know, given all that we've learned about what went on in number 10 over the past couple of years, that is an interesting move by her. There's lots of other important changes happening as well. For example, there's going to be offices in Downing Street for Therese Coffey, the Deputy Prime Minister, and for Wendy Morton, the Chief Whip as well. So Liz Truss really organising her, getting her house in order, essentially. Yeah, well, of course, she she was a minister under two, if not three, of the previous Prime Ministers. So she's seen how it's done before, and she's definitely, uh, apparently, according to the reporting, wanting to sort of put her own stamp on number 10. But look, let's get back to the policy, shall we? It's not just the UK that the energy crisis is hitting, of course. Governments are moving to dramatic action to try to tackle rising energy costs, and that's true across Europe. EU energy ministers are meeting this Friday to hash out their plans to deal with the dire situation. It may also include a proposal on a price cap uh, for imports of Russian gas. We've been discussing this with Caspian Conran, who's energy and markets economist at Beringa Partners, about the sort of effect a price cap like that could have. I think the cap on Russian gas imports is an interesting one because that relationship between Russia and Europe is one of codependence. There's a monopoly supplier, but also there's a monopsony consumer. And the consumer has been having the running uh, really since the end of last year. The consumer now wants to effectively bargain and collectivize together to agree a set price. They're hoping to regain the initiative and stop this market bargaining of escalating prices about a thousand percent up on the regional benchmark of gas relative to 2019, that pre-COVID average. Now, Putin's clearly responded saying that would be market manipulation. And if you do that, we're just not going to send any gas at all. So that's an interesting brinkmanship to see who's going to come out of that negotiation more successfully. The Europeans hope that actually there's nowhere for the Russian gas to go. They can't pipe any more to China or India or Turkey. They're flaring huge amounts of gas from their fields. Is that really sustainable in the long term, especially with the fiscal position that the Russian state is under? There's the big questions. Yeah. On the other side... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say the one of the other issues, I mean, it's the EU is looking at intervention and European governments are intervening both on the sort of household and business front, but also in the market. So the issue of margin calls, how severe do you think that is? You know, the warning about it being a Lehman moment um, and the intervention now that, that Europe is looking at uh, in terms of energy suppliers and businesses, how effective is that? We think it's huge. Our our estimates under some of the price curves that we've produced for winter means that marginal collateral for utilities, as you suggest, in order to keep your positions hedged, could rise by about a trillion uh, euro on uh, 2019. So this is an absolutely huge potential risk. Um, The governments and, and the commission is doing absolutely the right thing to provide emergency liquidity to those utilities in order to ensure that they can continue to hedge those positions and access markets. But it's a a systemic risk for European energy markets, for sure. 
One of the other elements in the EU plan is this idea of uh, setting demand reduction targets. This is something we heard from Emmanuel Macron in France already about the idea of asking households to use less energy. We're hearing reports in the papers this morning about a public information campaign being discussed here in the UK as well. What sort of impact could that have on demand? Uh, we don't, the problem is now we're going into the winter months. Demand, power and gas and heat demand tends to be rather inflexible for obvious reasons. You know, this is actually turns from where we can import more gas than we use. And we've been doing that very successfully. Storage levels are up to 80 percent. And now we move into the months generally where we consume a lot more gas than we could ever hope to import. And that's been the case regardless of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Voluntary demand reductions, maybe we could reduce demand by 5% here or there. But until we start really grappling with the major uh, force reduction, three-day weeks of industrial demand, closures of national transport networks, etc., which is clearly not voluntary, uh, we're not really going to move the dial, in our view, on major demand reduction. Okay, that's Caspian Conran, energy and markets economist at Beringa Partners, speaking to us a little earlier. Now, we do have the details of the new government's plan here to cap energy prices, but will it please a public anxious about soaring cost of living? Well, of course, getting this right is going to be key to winning public support for Liz Truss, who until now has only actually had to worry about Conservative Party members. Ahead of today's announcement, we were speaking to Kelly Beaver, the CEO of Ipsos in the UK and Ireland. Well, so what I would say about Liz Truss, uh, the public's perceptions at the minute are very low expectations of her in terms of her overall character and moral fibre, but then also in terms of the policies that she may bring into place. It doesn't mean that the public's demands and needs are low. In fact, they're incredibly high at the minute. And we see that tracking through some of the work we do, looking at how concerned the public are about issues like the energy crisis, inflation and the economy in general. But for Liz Truss, I think the challenge has been that the public levels of awareness about who she is and what she stands for have been relatively low and building throughout the course of the leadership campaign, but still relatively low to the point at which it's just around one in three who say that she would make a good prime minister comparatively to more than that for uh, Keir Stammer himself. Yeah, and, and so then we got really that first glimpse, didn't we, um, um, of Trust versus Starmer at Prime Minister's Questions yesterday. They clashed over who is going to pay for this big energy bill freeze. Is it going to be energy companies or the public or indeed just taxes on, on you know, corporate earnings? The That was the big debate point between Starmer. Do you think that there is a read through? Does the public understand that? What is their view on a windfall tax? I mean, you know, how much recognition yeah. is there of that issue? Yeah, so from the public's perspective at this point in time, they want to see a top answer when we ask them is they want to see the uh, prices frozen. And the third most popular answer is that windfall tax. Nowhere in... Um, Nowhere in the sort of responses that we've got from the public on this are they, uh, are they? I think, acutely aware of what the repayment mechanisms would be for such a level of uh, investment coming from government. And I think where Keir Stammer stands ahead of Liz Truss, it is on big issues. The public trust him more to deal with cost of living, trust him more to deal with public services. Um, and, and that is an important aspect of how Labour are faring in the polls at the minute, because they are, as you may have seen, at least 15 points ahead of the Conservative Party, because it is those big issues 
that are very much top of mind for the public and they, they want to see how the leading politicians will tackle them. Is there, I'm interested in this idea of, you know, we're, we're talking about this now, you know, Starmer versus Truss rivalry. Mm-hmm. How much time, I suppose, does Liz Truss have to make up that last ground is really the question I want to ask you. And I don't know if you've got an answer to it. Well, I think there is there's historical pre- precedence here. Actually, there have been eight prime ministers who have taken over midway through a term. And so we, we've got eight of those cases to look back on and have an understanding of what happens to both the individual as they step into that leadership role by way of how the public respond. And then also, what does it do to the public's perceptions of the governing party themselves? Um, each one of those has received a, a bounce, both in their own net satisfaction ratings from the general public, often of a significant scale, certainly those where they've come in after a predecessor on very low satisfaction. We see some quite high bounces there. And then also for the governing party of the day as well. So there are precedents there that tell us that we expect Liz Trust to get a bounce in the polls for herself and the government. The challenge is, of course, none of the ones that we've looked at in the past have been dealing with the level of crisis that she faces today as prime minister in her first few weeks. Mm-hmm. But that is an opportunity as well as a challenge. Yeah, Um I think that's very interesting. I also think that we are um, in Britain, you know, and lots of people have pointed this out in various ways. There's a huge generational divide and you've picked up on this in some of your recent polling. Four out of 10 young people in Britain uh, will have, think that they will have a worse life than their parents around half say that it might get better but four out of ten young people that dispirited that's huge isn't it yes and I think these are some of the key metrics that one and also whether parents reflect and think that their children are going to have a worse life than they will and whether you feel better off yourself these are some of the key day-to-day metrics that people personally feel when they're thinking about how our government are doing in the day. So that's just one of a a whole range of macro level numbers that you can look at that tell you that the public mood at the minute, it is quite sombre. We have high levels of public concern. Economic pessimism is high. The mood of the nation is low. And so that's the kind of context from which Liz Truss has to start out. And um, for her sake, I hope that we have reached bottom on some of those public metrics and actually now, over the coming months, we start to see some level of improvement. So that was Kelly Beaver, CEO of Ipsos in the UK and Ireland, speaking to us earlier about what uh, the Prime Minister needs to do to win over voters. Well, will this be it? The government has announced a sweeping package of measures to contain spiralling energy bills, both for consumers and for businesses. The plan will see average household bills limited to around £2,500 a year from October. That's well below the level of over £3,500 that they would have paid without this intervention. The government estimates that this will cut inflation by 4 to 5 percentage points. The cost of the taxpayer still unknown. Liz Truss says we'll have to wait for a statement from the Chancellor on that later this month. Bloomberg UK Politics. Listen weekdays at noon on DAB Digital Radio in London. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.